when divorce, separation, or a stressed family structure is present, often children experience the worst of it. Parents, while trying to be there for their children, often can't see past what's going on with themselves. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Don knows firsthand about the issues that surround divorce, having experienced it herself as a young mother. Now, there is a forum for you to share and learn together. Here is your host, Don Christensen. Welcome, welcome. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Thank you so much for leaning in with me uh, today. You know, I had an overwhelming request from current clients and from listeners to discuss the topic of change. So we're going to take a, we're going to put the, the last week's continuation on hold or on pause and address thriving in the midst of change. So this episode is called Transitions and Transformations, Thriving in the Midst of Change. Wow, change. Life circumstances, stages of life, divorce, separation, having children, having children grow up and leave the house, you know, the empty empty nest stuff going on with some people, friendships that stay or not, relationships that stay or not, shootings, families, jobs, religion, world issues, presidency, North Korea, all of that stuff. There's so much going on. This episode is designed to share insights and understanding to thrive during change. Change is a universal topic. And although many people understand change is normal, very few of us have an understanding of the process. You're going to love this episode. So let's get started. In 1964, songwriter Bob Dylan warned parents politicians and the world in general times they are a changing if he'd written that song in the last five or ten years he might have titled it a little different maybe times they are a changing and changing really fast (laughs) changes or you know the, the chances are that There's never been a time in history where so many people are impacted so significantly by the speed of change. Don't you agree? Let's say that again. Right now, there's probably never been a time in history where so many people are impacted so significantly by the speed of change. Now, I'm not taking history and throwing it in the garbage with change because change is going to happen, whether we're on board with it or not, right? But if you're like me, life is moving like a whirlwind, or even worse, sometimes like a tsunami. Just about the time I think I have a routine in life, life is sure to throw me a curveball. Think about it. In just a few years, maybe decades, I'm aging myself right now, (laughs) we went from VCRs to DVDs to DVRs to movies on demand, Blockbuster to Netflix, now the Amazon stick. From answering machines to iPhones and iPads, from stopping and asking for directions to a mystical voice telling us to turn left in 200 yards. How does that person know where we're at anyway, especially if we don't? 
and not to mention other changes like increased security in public places or the need to have that. Streaming video in real time of wars, violence and natural disasters. And on top of all that, a current economy that most of us simply were not prepared to deal with. On one hand, most of us look forward to the latest technology that will speed up our ability to be entertained, find old friends, or share personal glimpses of our lives with everybody we know, no matter where they are in the world. Some people don't look forward to the latest technology or technological advances because it postures society to be unfaithful, to cheat on your spouse or significant other through apps and private messaging circumstances. On the other hand, if you're like me, you probably want to shout, slow down! I'm tired of the pace of change. Somebody stop the world for a few minutes and let me catch my breath. Phew! Most of us have a love-hate relationship with change. I know that I do. Um, We do love change that makes life easier, right? Uh, Trust me, our grandmothers loved the invention of the automatic washing machine, the electric stove, and even the vacuum cleaner. Our grandfathers loved central heat, tractors, and chainsaws. And of course... Everybody loved indoor plumbing. (laughs) I don't know what it would have been like back then without indoor plumbing. As I'm spoiled that way, we all are. In spite of the benefits we've all experienced from change, we have an innate tendency to resist change. Especially if it's thrust or forced upon us, right? For the most part, we resist change in our routines, in our jobs, We resist change in our relationships and even physically in our bodies. I know that I struggle with all of those things or I have struggled with all of those things. The reality is that our day-to-day existence is made up of the constant flow of big changes and little changes. For some of us, the little changes are barely noticed. It might be that it's a subconscious reaction to a little little change or a little um, we have to do something different before we can get back to what we're doing. While for others, the same kind of change, even though it's little, is the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Today, we're going to talk more about the bigger changes life throws at us. So I hope that's acceptable to you. Harrison Ford once said, we all have big changes in our lives that are more or less a second chance. Hmm. I believe he was right. We all do have big changes in our lives that give us a second chance. Even if the change is drastically huge or significantly small. The challenge that most of us face, me included, is how to effectively deal with the change so that we're open to the second chance it affords. And that's how we look at it, too. We're going to learn more about that. I bet everyone listening 
can think of at least one change in your life that has resulted in a new opportunity. Why then do we associate change with words like stress, fear, or even panic? Today we're going to take a close look at change, how we respond to change, and how we can take advantage of the many changes that life tosses our way, or more likely hurls full force at us. This is important because chances are that before the next week is up, maybe even before the day is up today, you're going to experience some kind of change. And your response to the change can help you thrive and grow instead of giving up, suffering loss, or breaking down. We will begin by looking at <clears throat> excuse me, what change is, how it occurs, and why. Next, we'll review the choices we have to making change or that we have to make it, uh, that we can make regarding the change. And most importantly, we'll look at ways to move forward, even though we may be resistant to the change. Someone once said that change is inevitable, except when using vending machines. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about vending machines here, but we will focus on this, that change is inevitable. Change is a necessary phenomena of life. The weather changes, the seasons change, we change, our dreams change, our goals change, our thinking changes, our family structures change, the world's changing. In fact, if things didn't change, there'd be no growth. And if we consistently resist change, we get left behind. You know, you guys, the world is moving. The world will move on. We choose whether to move forward intentionally or to grow bitter, resentful, and disappointed as we hold on to the old, the old hurt, the old people, the old choices, the old ways, the old thinking, the old habits. Change is an external event that requires us to let go of what we consider routine or normal or expected. Change comes in many forms. Loss of a job, unexpected financial losses or gains, relationships that end or take on a different meaning, and normal changes that are associated with aging. The list goes on. Now, in order to make this even more meaningful to you, I would ask that you think of at least one, maybe two, changes that you have faced during the past few months. Some of these changes can be ongoing, such as reorganizing um, in your workplace or maybe an event that is singular, um, like your favorite store closing down, okay? We are going to pause for a short break, and again... In order to make this more meaningful to you, please think of at least one or two changes that you have faced in the past few months. When we come back, we're going to review some of that. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. 
Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. Hello there. Before we went on our short break, we were discussing change as an external event that requires us to let go of what we considered routine or normal or expected. I asked you to please think of at least one, maybe two changes that you have faced during the past few months. I bet most of you, like I did, found it more difficult to limit my thoughts to only one or two. I can think of about Six changes right off the bat that happened in the past few weeks that were pretty significant for me. One, of, one thing that all changes have in common, whether they are quick or long-termed, is this. Change means the ending of something. The way that we expected or experienced the situation is no longer the same. It could be the end of a job. Whether your job no longer exists or the job you were used to doing has drastically changed. It could be the end of a role. Maybe we are no longer the parent of an obedient young child, but find ourselves navigating the rocky road of parenting teens. Maybe we move from being the child of a parent to having to take on the role of parenting our parents. Or our grandchildren are moving far away and our dream of spending evenings playing board games and baking cookies is shattered. I know that if I lived far away from my grandson, it would be a huge adjustment. I see him 
for, you know, at least once a week. It, it, it has to be for me. So that would be a hard one for me. Sometimes change means the end of a dream, right? We weren't selected for the promotion or we got caught in the real estate downturn or our business wasn't successful. For many of us, change can show up in the end of a relationship as we knew it. Separation or divorce are real changes that occur every day. Friends move away, parents suddenly become sick, and the worst loss of all, someone who is significant to us dies. The simple truth of life is that change is going to occur. And we are going to resist change much more often than we embrace it. We just have to be honest with that. Why is this, though? Because we're all creatures of habit. Most of us like the status quo. And if change is to occur, we generally want others to change to suit us, right? It's kind of like uh, the couple who went to a marriage counselor. When asked why they were there... Each responded while pointing the finger at the other to change him, to change her. We like to orchestrate the changes in our lives and not be directed by them. Makes sense, right? Another reason we avoid change is that we get very comfortable with the way things are. We get used to doing things a certain way and we don't want to change them. Here's a little exercise that we can all do, but please, if you're driving... Don't do this exercise until you land somewhere safe. Clasp your hands together by interlocking your fingers. Notice which thumb ends up on top. Is it your right or is it your left? Now switch your hands so that the other thumb is on top. How did that feel? I want to share with you there is no right or wrong way to clasp your hands. The first usual way felt comfortable normal it was automatic the second way felt unnatural and awkward it did for me the final reason that we so strongly resist change is that no matter what the cause when change occurs something is lost and for us to move on and adapt we must let go of something old in order to welcome something new We have a great sense of loss when we have to let go of something. Let me share this example with you. Like many of you, I have had friends who have lost their jobs. My friend Rebecca was a director of an outpatient facility at a hospital. Her job was highly visible in the community, and most people thought she was a shining success. In fact, she was the local businesswoman of the year nominated by her boss. As a leader, she had some struggles with a couple employees, but felt she was handling the situation in a positive way. She was bidding her time for a few months because she was already positioning herself for a completely different career. She wasn't sure when she would be leaving her current job, but planned on waiting until she had um, everything in order for the new career. She could already picture her going away party and so on. So she was shocked one morning when the director of HR... And her boss showed up at her office. Before minutes passed, Rebecca knew she was going to be asked to resign. Saving face was important to Rebecca. Isn't it to all of us? 
So she quickly typed out her letter of resignation, handed it to her boss, packed her personal belongings, and was headed home in the middle of the day. So, what if you were Rebecca? What do you think you would be feeling? I can promise you, Rebecca had a multitude of feelings. She was embarrassed, hurt, angry, disappointed, fearful, anxious. And some of her thoughts were blaming difficult employees that had complained to HR, blaming her boss for not giving her enough supervisory training, blaming her husband for encouraging her to take the job in the first place, and blaming the system. Once home, Rebecca decided to take a walk and watch a little television while waiting for her husband to come home. She finally got up the courage to make the dreaded phone call to her mother. After all, her mother lived in the same town, and if her mother didn't know what was going on, her mother's friends surely did. When Sylvia, I mean, sorry, when she got her mom on the phone, Rebecca explained the best she could what had happened. And of course, her mother asked the question that only a mother could, what are we going to tell everybody? How are we going to explain that you're not working at the hospital anymore? In that moment, my friend made a decision that was the first step in managing the transition she was facing. She replied, well, tell them the truth. We'll tell people that I was let go or fired and simply leave it at that. She went on to bravely say, I will not feel shame about this experience. I did the best I could based on what I knew, and it simply wasn't good enough. That statement was an early step for Rebecca to handle the change. Before her husband got home, Rebecca made another equally important decision. After sharing with him her hurt and disappointment, and yes, even a few tears, she said, I'm going to give myself two weeks to work through this. I'm not going to make any big decisions or take any action or make any long-term plans for two weeks. Rebecca understood two phases of the change cycle, letting go or facing the end of something and the need to be in the neutral zone before being able to move on in a healthy way. First, she had to let go of the feeling that she was a failure. She had to grieve the fact that her day-to-day activities would change. She had to let go of the role that had defined her career for six years. She had to grieve the loss of the prestige of the job. And she had to grieve the loss of the close relationships she made at work. This time, grieving a loss can take a short period of time or an extended period of time. Some losses are harder to take than others. And some leave us feeling more despair, a great sense of loss, a tremendous sadness. My friend went through a lot of sadness, but she gave herself two weeks' time to go through that. It's not like she timed the day, but she set a plan. I'm giving myself two weeks. And she was able to get through the process of grieving the fact of her life of the change, letting go of her initial reaction in her mind that I'm a failure. She wasn't a failure. She had this career for six years. She took the time that she needed, and she grieved, and she let go, and she actually was able to continue some of her close relationships that she made at work, 
And they even became better relationships because of the fact that it wasn't at work. So when we return, we are going to go over five stages of grief that someone experiences when they lose something or someone significant. We will be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. We are back. Thank you so much for continuing to lean in with us as we go over the next segment. We discussed um, my friend Rebecca, who had went through the loss of a job, and she had to go through letting go and grieving. And I told you that we were going to now address the five stages um, of grief. So experts agree that there are five stages of grief that someone experiences when they lose something or someone significant. I really didn't understand this concept um, as something that I would go through unless somebody died. But it is a process that everyone goes through, whether you know you're in it or not. There are the stages of grief that you go through when change happens because it's the end of something. 
okay? So although the order of the experiences may uh, may change, you know, the order that I'm going to read them in, each of these stages will be experienced before a person can move on in a healthy manner. Number one is disbelief or denial. You know, we momentarily pretend that change that the change isn't happening, like uh, in shock, you know, some shock wave. Number two would be bargaining, playing a game with ourselves or others that would sound something like this. If you will just give me another chance, I will do blank. You f- and this is where you fill in the blank uh, with the often unrealistic promises that you probably can or can't or won't deliver. The third stage and number three is anger. Sometimes this comes earlier. Okay, so you can inter- weave in and out of these at any time. You're angry at, the, at other people and the role they played in the change. It is not unusual for religious people to become angry with God for allowing the change or loss to happen in their life. Okay. Um, it's important during this stage that you don't burn any bridges, that you don't continually blame others for the situation you're in. The fourth and next stage, um, and one that we attend, we tend to avoid, and I find I have found myself trying to avoid this, is grief and sadness. There must be time to grieve that which is lost so that we can move on to something new. Sometimes the stage takes a long time, and you might know people who get stuck in that stage. They're sad, depressed, and just can't seem to muster the energy to move forward. So keep an eye on that. And the fifth and final stage is acceptance. It is during this stage that we begin to get ready to move on. We begin to see the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. We begin to experience hope and take action. In this stage, we're ready to move on. Here are some lessons that we can learn from Rebecca's experience. When first confronted with her loss or with the loss of her job, she was hurt and in disbelief. In her mind, she kept thinking, if I had just done this. She didn't actually bargain with her boss, but several times over the next few days, she kept thinking of ways that she could have. Rebecca let herself experience the anger of the situation. She felt blindsided by her employee, a boss she trusted, and of course, the HR person. Rebecca avoided the temptation to tell her side of the story, argue with the injustice of it all, or blame other people. She processed these emotions along or alone or only in the presence of a trusted friend. She recognized that healing from the initial hurt would take time and gave herself two weeks to process what had happened. Whether it's the loss of a job, loss of a dream, or the loss of a relationship, awareness about the grief process can help all of us. After experiencing a change, especially an unexpected one, it is important that we come to terms with letting go of the loss. The next stage of change is quite often the most difficult. We have to let go of the old way of being and have yet to define the new. It can be, you can feel like anxiety and fear in that. Very few people welcome the experience of loss. Although in our heart of hearts, we may know that the change can be for the better. It is the transitional time that we fear. I have definitely experienced that. The time between the known and the unknown. 
the time between letting go of something that we know and becoming comfortable with something new. I bet everyone here has experienced this. You feel just fine about the way life is going. Your family is doing fine. Your part-time job is fine. Even the volunteers at the community recycling center on Tuesdays are fine. Your daily walks are fine. You have a routine. Work, family, community involvement, and exercise. And just to make sure you have your bases covered that, you know, you're a teacher at your church, synagogue, or mosque one weekend a month. Then the curveball shows up. Your spouse announces that his company is reorganizing and you will need to relocate halfway across the country in order to keep his job. It's pretty important that he keeps this job, though, because he, the family insurance is attached to his paycheck and the fact that his job pays for three-fourths of the household bills. It's a pretty done deal. You're going to be moving. So let's examine your options. You can become angry, disgruntled with each decision, resent the house hunting trip, you complain to everyone at your job at the community center and ask for prayers at your church. And then you notice that people are avoiding having lunch with you. Or you become a victim. You carry your burden to your job, to the community recycling center and the church. Everyone feels sorry for you. But then you can embrace the change. You research the new town. In fact, on Facebook, you locate an old college friend who wants to talk with you about a job opportunity, a legitimate one. You find out that the school system offers a special class that your daughter needs and that your son will be able to try out for the state championship baseball team. Your research tells you that in spite of this economic downturn, that your house value is still good and you'll be able to buy much more house for less in your new town. You begin sorting through your stuff and picking up some moving boxes. So in spite of your disappointment, you're moving forward. Of those three scenarios, the third, embrace the change, is the most rational. But we're not always so rational, are we? And we all don't respond the same way, do we? Okay, here's a question for you. How many of you have young people in your life? Children? Grandchildren? Or young friends who spend a lot of time texting? How many of you have embraced the texting technology? Now, I know that's a silly question, but I'm going to get to that. My dad, who's 76 years old, discovered that his daughters simply don't answer the phone. If he wants to chat with us, he had to learn how to text. Granted, it took him a while to figure it out, and he still spells out words completely. But his willingness to embrace the technology allows him to know what we're all up to. Now he does his little acronyms like uh, BTW, by the way, or TTFN. Um, We share, you know, life at home stuff or just the quick I love you and thinking about you. You know... And this all keeps the lines of communication wide open. Now, I'm a very busy individual. My dad's retired. It's easier for him to text me. I will respond quicker than a voicemail and quicker than calling him back when I can. A quick text message that says, hey, love you too, or, you know, I'll call you back later tonight or whatever. It helps him feel not ignored. 
and it keeps our communication going. It's a win-win. As always in life, the choice is to change. The choice is to either get on board or get left behind. Which one will it be for you? Regardless of your response to that, there will be a time when you decide that you have no choice but to change. So you are resigned to letting go of the old and begin anew. And as we said before, that is the most difficult aspect of change, navigating through the time of transition, the learning time, the time as you shift from the tried and true and the new uh, to the new and unknown. Your learning curve may be short or it may be long. During this time, it is easy to get discouraged. I've experienced that. It's like, man, is this ever going to get any better? To give up, I'll never give up. To resist, yes, I do resist. To dig in your heels, sometimes I do. Instead, this is the time to put into use your very best skills for growth. The absolute only way that you're going to grow personally and professionally is by changing. Take a new class. Okay, Allison Online Learning, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. It's free. Take a, take a course. They've got psychology and language and, you know, maths and economics and they got all that. Don't make the excuse to change is not to have to spend money all the time right? Get online. Take a course. Especially if it's free, there's no excuse now. Embrace the change of learning something new. Now, for the remainder of this episode, I am going to share with you some ways that can can help you embrace change more easily. Ways that you can prepare or be prepared for change and be proactive instead of reactive. Coming down your way in the next episode or in the next segment are six tips that are going to help you embrace change more easy. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to legalbeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to reclaiming your life. We are back with Reclaiming Your Life. This episode has been amazing. I'm learning so much by reintroducing this information to me. It's a constant learning and a constant um, reminder to myself, as well as sharing it with you and my current clients. Um, It's just amazing for me to be able to be on this platform with you. You know, before we broke, um, I told you that I was going to be sharing some ways Um, Six tips, actually, that can help you embrace change more easily. You know, um, applying these to myself even recently in the past few weeks has really helped me. Um, Even when I'm in the middle of going through these six tips in in a change that has um, been occurring and another change hits me or another circumstance of life curveballs, right? So I want you to ask yourself, and this is number one. Number one tip, what can I change in myself? That is a really big hurdle to get over sometimes. I know that each of us at certain stages, we don't want to think that we need to change. But I have to ask myself too the question, what can I change in myself in this circumstance or in this this change that occurs um, in this moment? You know, remember that you remember the couple that um, we talked about earlier that attended the marriage counseling. What if each of them would have asked, "What can I change to make this relationship better?" Um, a, is it time for you to learn a new skill? B, do you need to listen more and talk less? C, do you need to be more inclusive with people who are different from you? D. Do you need to reach out to people more? I'm sure that many of you can, if not all of you, can add more to that list, okay? Think about that as you're absorbing this this episode today. Take stock in your life and ask, what do I need to change? My friend Rebecca, remember, the one who lost her job? Rebecca did this and learned that she was not nearly as good of a communicator as she thought. She decided to study and practice better communication skills. She also decided to go back to school and learn some new leadership skills. If she had made no changes, she would never 
have been able to successfully start her own company. Number two, accept that change is awkward. Don't expect to get everything right the first time you try it. So don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. You are the CEO of your life. Act like it. Give yourself some time to learn a new way of doing things. Have you ever moved furniture around? How long did it take you to be able to walk through your house in the dark without bumping into things? Change takes time and patience. Number three, be proactive. Do something. Take a course. Research a new skill. Try something new. It can even be a new hobby. I'm going to share with you, I just passed my motorcycle um, safety course. That was something completely huge for me. A new hobby, a new skill. This idea, or the idea that this, that, that by trying something new, you're ready or you're readying yourself for changes that will inevitably come your way. You exercise that muscle of your resistance in your body and your brain. Number four, develop change resiliency. One of the best ways to embrace change is to practice change. Your brain actually responds differently. It wakes up when you try something new. When you're trying something new, don't you pay attention more? You're like a sponge. You want to absorb it. You want to get it right. So the next time you have a few extra minutes, take a different route to work. Or make other subtle changes in your routine. Watch a movie you normally wouldn't watch. Try a different kind of exercise. Eat a different food. Expand yourself. Some people might even attend a different church or religious gathering than you normally do just to gain a different experience. Not to say that, you know, your experience with your religion is wrong because it's not all about that. But some people do that. I've known people that have attended different churches just to gain a different perspective. By forcing yourself to experience change, you're developing greater resiliency. And you are not becoming such a creature of habit. Number five. Focus on the future. What is life going to look like after you've made the change? How will things be easier? What will the positive results because of your willingness to change be? Okay? Write all that stuff down. And number six, of course, most importantly, understand the payoff if you don't change. Make a chart. Chart the pros and cons, okay? I'm positively, positively affirming that you will have more on the good side than the bad side. So understand the payoff if you don't change and you stay stagnant. You know, that old saying, um, don't do, what is that saying? Um, you're expecting something different from the same habits or something like that. <laughs> you know, at this point you might be asking, is all change good? The answer is that change is neither good nor bad. It's not right or wrong. Change is a constant force of nature that the results can feel good or feel bad. It's all in your own perspective. Let me give you an example. Okay. It's a perspective thing. Now, again, don't do this if you're driving, (laughs) please. Lift your arm above your head and point to the ceiling with your index finger. Now, while looking up, begin drawing a circle with your fingertip. Make the circle in a 
clockwise rotation. Continue drawing the same circle as you lower your arm, keeping the circle going. Continue lowering your arm until your hand is waist high. Now look at your finger. Is it going in the clockwise rotation? Nope. Mine isn't. So if the rotation didn't change, what did change? Our perception changed. And sometimes, just like watching the rotation of your finger, that can be confusing at first and take on something or, or take some getting used to. I know that change is hard. I really do. I know some of you are facing challenges and changes that leave you feeling vulnerable and uncertain. Believe me, these past few weeks have been a huge challenge for myself. And like some of the people I work with, you need some help moving forward. You may feel uh, yourself stuck in transition, or you may not be able to find the meaning of the change you're facing. You know, one of the key things or one of the keys to coping with change that we did not discuss is this. When you are faced with major changes or even a minor one that's beginning to feel like a major change, seek the support and expertise of others to help you navigate through the transition period. In conclusion, there are two ways to look at change. Okay? If you're at a position where you can write this down, write these letters down on a sheet of paper without any breaks in between. O-P, P-O, R-T-U, N-I, T-Y-I, S-N-O, W-H-E-R-E. What does that spell? Some of us will see this as opportunity is nowhere. Others will see change as opportunity is now here. And of course, some of you creative folks will say opportunity I snow here. You know, as we conclude, I encourage you to think of change as an opportunity that is now here. Just like Harrison Ford said, we all have big changes in our lives that are more or less a second chance. If you want to see what life has in store for you, then let go of the past, accept the transition period for what it is, and most importantly, embrace the change. Now, I would be honored to support you during the period of change that you're going through. You email me at legalbeagle4212 at gmail.com, I will send you a special report on change. And I will also let you know how to take advantage of my workshops, audio courses, and seminars on change. In doing so, you can focus specifically on the changes occurring in your life and develop strategies that will help you thrive. You will discover that you will not simply survive, but you will thrive in the midst of change. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next week, don't just survive, thrive. Thank you for tuning in to Reclaiming Your Life. Be sure to join Don Christensen for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we speak again, have a good week.